Right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're obviously joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and Ben Bodicum. Um, quarterfinals is over. So we are recording this on the Monday following quarterfinals. Uh, the plan is we're just going to basically go through each test uh, one by one, give our thoughts and opinions on the workouts themselves, maybe look at some scores, uh, maybe break down our own um, attempts at them. And then after that, we'll just go through the overall standings from the European and uh, UK standpoint. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it really. So Ben, workout, well, we should go overall thoughts uh, quickly. Like when you first initially saw the workouts come out, what were you thinking? Uh, so I was in a work meeting Thursday night uh, and thought everything was coming out at eight. So I was like, right, I'm going to like get out of this meeting like, at like 10 to eight. I'll be able to sit and digest everything. Uh, I checked my phone like halfway through the meeting and realized I've just got like uh, a lot of notifications. I was like, ah, I think the workouts are out. Uh, I then go through and have a quick look through them. And all I see are like everyone just going crossovers. What the wall facing handstand pushups, what that. And then everyone just sort of losing their minds a little bit. V ups, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't really have a chance to digest. Like eventually like sort of got home around about uh, half eight, started to read through them, try and comprehend them and try and put them in a, uh, in, in a sort of position. And, and I think, I, I think the first thing that you and I both said is talking about uh, how, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? How, there, there wasn't anything that you could really hurt on that you could send it and you could completely die in a workout really depending on where the workout finished for you as an individual um because the first workout is just pressing capacity the second workout was and i've completely forgotten what the second workout was. jump rope skills oh yeah it was just jump, jump rope, rope skills, skills crossovers yeah yeah i'm not gonna forget that in a hurry yeah um the third one was yeah, essentially the third one was the heavy weight yeah fourth was midline capacity um in an extended time frame and then the final one was pulling capacity uh so yeah just yeah very very much grip um so it was a very different set of quarterfinals. I, I was expecting to have those things present, but I wasn't expecting them to be the determining factor of how you performed within those workouts. I think it's how I saw it. How about you? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When they came out, I was like, this is surprising, but also we should have not been surprised because we literally just talked about how, uh, from the open, like this is Boz's take on how programming should be now for CrossFit. And then it just made sense at the same time. It's like just heavy-ish, moderate weights with higher skill gymnastics, um, with the higher skills in terms of like the crossovers as well. And like the sit-ups, like just going, because this is a thing, like to some people listening, all this stuff might be new and like the, to them, this is not CrossFit, but I bet you Boz would argue this is actually classic CrossFit. This is what CrossFit was back in the early 2000s before any of us were even doing it or even knew what it was. So for him, I bet he thinks this is going back to basically the origins of what it should be. Um, but for other people that got so used to the way Castro used to do it, um, that to them, this is all new. So um, I think while it is new to us, um, 
it's probably stuff that bothers like you should have been still working on this type of stuff basically and none of this should actually be that surprising and um, I, I and like think... crossfit's not all about high output pain threshold work all the time it's actually about who's got some decent skills and um and like well perfect example is uh that classic 10 the 10 general physical skills that like original crossfit preaches um I can't remember who was going through. I think it was on Savon podcast, but they basically said these tests cover all of those and better than any other type of programming ever has done. And I've seen at the games this past year, uh, well, last year, um, same thing, like tackling the coordination, the agility and all that, um, that ties into these type of tests more so than what we've classically seen where, you know, it's just rowing with warble couplets or, you know, burpees and barbells. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been interesting. And I, and I think you, you've touched on an interesting point there, which is that now I think pe- skill acquisition takes time, right? And capacity within particular skills takes time as well. If you look at something like Amanda in 2011, was it? I want to say, or 2010, um, whichever year they, ended, they did it at the games, that was a really tough workout. <laughs> now it's 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 not that at all it's a sprint it's a sprint chipper like it's it's a sprint workout for for yeah. people to well, get it, yeah I'd, and i would literally argue yeah that amanda workout back then would be the equivalent of this what this first workout was from this quarters in terms of you're going to be breaking yeah. up the barbell like maybe and the gymnastics skill is going to be such a big separating you're going to be doing like threes and twos whereas yeah as you say now for the elites that's literally touch and go almost unbroken basically just yeah, a different type of workout. And it's just, that's just like, just says how far we've developed as a sport. And now for us to get back to that style of testing, it just needs to get to a different level, which is what we saw in courses, mm. basically. Yeah. And, and I think it's just that like, we, we're not used to getting that level of testing at this level. I'd probably say, I mean, yeah, to, to be fair, like we've seen, we've seen the evolution of it throughout, throughout the time that we've been here. Like, I mean, what was the year with the 50 strict handstand push-ups? Was that 2018, I want to say? Is it 18.3? Um, might be 19.3. I think 18.3 was the deadlift one. I think 18 was my first open. Yes. It might be 19.3. Was the 200-foot yeah, lunge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19.3. And then the 50 box lift-ups, and, 50 strict. Yeah. And, th- and that, was, that was something similar at the time where people were just like, what? That's a crazy amount that you have to get through. And now it's, now it's something completely different. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, well, like we're just, we're just raising the standard of the sport, um, which I think is exciting. Like would, yeah. <laughs> would I have liked to have been a little bit more telegraphed? Yes, please. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's still a, I think it's an exciting development for the sport. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where it gets to. Hmm. I also find interesting is that so basically none of this also should be that surprising in terms of the movements. Like people moaning about the wall facing and the um V sit ups and the crossovers, but at the same point people watched the games last year, they saw all these newer gymnastic skills. Everyone themselves say, Oh, this is probably gonna transfer down through the different tiers of competitions. We might see some simple things like in the open. We didn't get that in the open. So I think people then automatically thought, oh, it's not come up in the open. So actually it's not going to come up this year. And then we get it in the quarters and people are like losing their minds. It's like, well, 
I feel like people were more mentally prepared to see this in the open and just because it didn't come up, they're like, oh, now it's going to get, you know, the normal stuff we're used to. And Boz was like, well, actually, no, here you go. And I think people just got humbled by just like things that actually are fairly simple if you're trying to keep on top of it in your training. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting. I don't think any of it was that bad, but obviously we'll get into it. There's still classic, well, CrossFit in itself, as in like some movement standards for some new movements that probably just a week. But um, I think overall they're actually all right workouts. But yeah, and yeah. I I enjoyed doing them. If I'm, like because uh, because I think it's, it's probably wise for us to sort of pivot and talk about how how we coped with the weekend, how we felt it went. Obviously, um, you and I are probably at very different ends of the spectrum from a quarterfinal perspective where uh, one of us is... My, my goal this year was to completely open without injuring myself and uh, without being broken. And I've done that, made it through to quarterfinals, completed quarterfinals, injury-free, touch wood. Hopefully nothing happens in the next two days. Um, <laughs> uh, whereas yourself, uh, I'll, I'll speak for you. I think your goals are a little bit uh, significantly loftier than, than my own. Um, <laughs> and and you had probably put a, a decent bit of pressure on yourself to say, right, okay, like, I want to perform really, really well. Let's see where I can get to. Um, so I'll, I'll give the audience that sort of context prior to us uh diving in and talking through each test in turn um so for me test one was how quickly can i do nine front squats at 102 uh and then just kick up on my hands for the next uh 14 minutes because <laughs> some of us some of us banked on the handstand walks not being in the open uh and so put very little time into <laughs> into learning them uh over the course of the year i am one of those people who uh, completely neglected to put any time or effort into acquiring that skill needless to say that will change going forward um so yeah that's that for me was like obviously you see that first workout you kind of hope that there's going to be some sort of capacity prior to handstand walking going into it um but i i've, I've got yeah, no with that just to, yeah sorry don't know yeah, what yeah. it is yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It was Go ahead. Uh, nine front squats at the heaviest weight, which was two twenty-five for the guys, one fifty-five for the ladies. And they had the nine hand uh, handstand walk lengths of twenty-five foot. They had to be unbroken. They had the fifteen uh, front squats at the middle weight, which was one eighty-five for the guys, one twenty-five for the ladies, into fifteen ring muscle ups. And then you had twenty-one front squats at the lightest weight, which was one thirty-five for the guys, ninety-five for the ladies, and then into twenty-one. Um, chest to wall handstand push-ups or basically just wall facing handstand push-ups but yeah so what ben was just saying at the start he had the nine front squats and then the battle for him was could he conquer the handstand walk <laughs> i mean if, um, if i'm honest yeah. uh if it hadn't been 25 foot unbroken like i'd have i'd, I'd have probably got to 25 feet because i could have just kicked up Couple steps, kick down, kicked up a couple steps, kick down, kicked up, etc., etc. Just to Madeiros my way to the. I did, uh... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did love that standard. Uh, like I've waited for a while for it to be something like that, just because I know for like uh, not to like pull on people who can't do them, but you can actually scam your way through handstand walks if you don't have them. Whereas for, like if you do twenty five foot unbroken, that actually proves you have got at least some bit of capacity in them. Um, so I quite like that standard this year. 
obviously it's all relative like depends what level you're at you, you could I, I can understand people being upset with it especially at the start of a workout but we'll get into that there's some other features in some of the other workouts that might also be uh, quite interesting for how they started um, but yeah so yeah any how other thoughts on how you did then in that workout i mean yeah i could have front squatted a little bit faster i think it took me 36 seconds oh, yeah. to get my uh, <laughs> to get my nine front squat <laughs> but i haven't been uh I've was there a tie break court. time in that there was a tie break time in that yeah it was the tie break was the time that you last finished the barbell yeah. um so okay uh, nice yeah yeah as as indicated by that question M mr hosking clearly didn't know there was need for a tie break time so he must have finished the workout <laughs> so do you want to walk us through how it went for you yeah uh <laughs> i don't know it was uh <laughs> it was probably a disappointing it was a very disappointing start to the weekend put it that way it was going very swimmingly i'd watched ben smith at breakfast um <laughs> with his attempt finishing in like just under nine minutes and it was like 8 59 and he was moving at quite casual speed but obviously i knew in my head like okay that is still ben smith he's like you know one of the goats and yeah he's not the same as he was back in the day but he's still really good i was like so if he's done it in nine minutes i think sub 10 will be a very good goal um so i literally took his plan he like broke up the barbell into i believe three sets he just moved nice and smooth on the handstand walks. I think he did the rings in three sets as well, maybe two. And then the hands and push-ups was quite impressive. He did well. In the moment, I didn't think much of it. But now looking back, quite impressive. He did like 14, 7 or something. So I pretty much took his paces, adjusted it to my strategy. And I was like, right, sub 10 will be, I think, pretty respectable. And yeah, so it comes down to it. I'm doing it. All going good. Uh, get to the wall at 7.45. And then I basically just melted on the uh, wall-facing handstand push-ups. It took me about four minutes to do them and finished in 11.51. So almost two minutes slower than what I was pretty much aiming for. So, yeah, in the moment, I was quite frustrating. Um, like it is what it is. It's just, uh, just something you've got to get better at, really. Uh, it's just frustrating the moment when you think you've got a better capacity than what you're putting out um during the workout and then you also know like in this situation you're not going to redo it time slipping away you just like you just know that you're just falling down you're just losing points um but yeah like again you can't do anything like if you give your best effort there's not really too much to be upset about it's just uh just a reflection of where you are uh can't you can't literally do much more than your best um but yeah i think it's a good workout it definitely came down to those handsome push-ups because uh, I did it with uh, Alex, who's um, the owner uh, at the CrossFit gym I work at. And he uh, did it with me. And he got to wall, I think, almost a minute after me. But he did all 21 unbroken and finished in about 9.40-something. So he's very, very good at handsome push-ups. Any handsome push-up workout, he pretty much wins. Um, he's built for them quite well as well, which helps. Uh, but he's just got great capacity. So he paced it very well. So he even said he knew if he got to the wall even a minute after me, he'd probably still have a chance to get me, which he uh, he did quite comfortably in the end. Um, but yeah, I think just that, literally that example in itself just showed that for most people who were planning on finishing the workout under the time cap, it was just the handstand push-up capacity. Because mm. I know a few other people who got to the wall um, with plenty of time. Literally, a lot of people got there with like five minutes to go. Um 
what, five, four, three minutes ago, and they still like all struggled to get it done in that time cap. Uh, had another mate, Ben, do it after us. Exactly the same thing. Got to the wall. He's very good at handsome pushes as well. So I thought he might uh, be able to pit me on that one. And he got to the wall about, I'm going to say, a minute slower than I did. I was like, well, he's probably better. So he might take, I don't know, two to three minutes on these. And he still also took four minutes on them. And he also was very surprised at like, just the amount of shoulder fatigue that uh, built up so quickly in such a small amount of reps. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting. I think one thing looking back at it is, I think the wall walk into the reps does add up a bit more than people think. Uh, because if you're trying to do small sets, so I was opening up with a four. My plan was to go three sets of four and three sets of three, and that'd be 21 done. And then it went four, three, and then I think did twos. And then I had a fail in then one of the twos, and I was just doing like five singles to the end. But with that wall walk requirement up into each one, you're basically adding, well, in total, how many sets I probably did? About, I don't know, at least 10 to 12 sets. So that's another 12 extra wall walks that people might not consider, which is actually 12 wall walks on a good EMON pace would be about two minutes of time. So that was just something looking back also that actually played a factor. Um, I still yeah, think the workout was good. Uh, and then, like, like the separation was ridiculous between like the elite scores and then like filtering down through the leaderboard. Um, so I do want to watch some of those videos because some of the paces were crazy. But I, I think that, and the one thing I, w I want to touch on about this one, this workout in particular, is that this is now sort of, this is a, a telegraphed part of quarterfinals where it pretty much comes down to the last, the last movement within the workout. So if you look at 2021, um, the workout, uh, the first workout was, Three rounds of 10 strict handstand push-ups, 10 dumbbell hang power cleans and 50 double unders. Rest exactly one minute. Then three rounds of 10 kipping handstand push-ups, 10 dumbbell shoulder to overhead and 50 double unders. Then 2022, we had dumbbell walking lunges, 30 kipping handstand push-ups, more lunges, deficit kipping handstand push-ups, uh, overhead walking lunges into strict handstand push-ups. And I think a lot of people got to the um, that final set of strict handstand push-ups, and it was exactly it was exactly the same thing, where they were breaking them down in singles. They like they never sort of felt fatigue like that before, um, and so I think that's something that we're seeing is becoming given higher and higher priority within the sport. Uh, so just something to look at uh, and try and be objective about going forward as well. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you saw it in the open as well, that first workout, the separation for everyone was at the muscle-ups. Um, so it's like, I mean, that's it's been a bit of a theme in most workouts, I feel like. But yeah, this was definitely exaggerated a bit more uh, yeah. this year, especially in, the, in that first workout. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll go on to workout two, <laughs> which was the uh, that uh, either the most controversial or the second most controversial depending which movement you liked or the most uh so it was the 12 minute amrap of eight dumbbell snatches on one arm into the eight overhead walking lunges on that same arm then you switch arms eight dumbbell snatches again and then eight over walking lunges again on that same arm and then 40 crossovers they were just singles and the weight for the ladies was 50 pound dumbbell and the weight for the guys was a 75 uh, 70 pound dumbbell um, yeah, I think when this one came out, as you said, the text messages that you're getting was probably a lot aimed at those crossovers. 
Um, yeah, I think when they came out, I remember sending screenshots of them to our coaches chat and they didn't, at first I don't think they believed me that these are the workouts because I, they came out at seven, obviously, and everyone thought they're coming out at eight. So they thought I had just found them from like some dodgy website. I was just like, look guys, these are the workouts. Um, but they actually were the workouts and I think the 40 crossovers, uh, yeah, just, uh, threw a massive wrench in there. Uh, we'll get into it, but it definitely was a huge, um, factor for how people didn't work out like it's just there's literally no way to argue it wasn't it was literally the workout basically if you have the capacity in them or not or the skill we don't say capacity you just had the skills i um, wouldn't even say that basically i would say if you had the right rope <laughs> um i don't know we use I don't, you don't need the right i think that's a bit of a cop-out answer to be honest but wow a lot of elites were all using slightly different ropes but yeah but it's uh, we just use the uh cheap gym ropes that we just use for classes like we have nicer uh, um like andrew's found those ropes and they weren't good for crossovers but we're like we'll mm. probably be fine and um yeah rope obviously a good rope does help for that instance but i wouldn't uh you still could just have the skill it's like saying double unders because you can use those ropes for double unders um and obviously some ropes are better than others yeah uh, but i i, yeah, I, I think talk about the beaded rope would help but i, I, I think as bill gumbo not... said people just need to strap up be uh, just be an athlete and actually just get on with it yeah but i'm, about I'm not equipment. an athlete okay i am i am any so <laughs> far from an athlete all right <laughs> uh, if, if anyone i went to school with loads of this that might be can... the first <laughs> I mean, the like, first problem then. Yeah, I know. I, I can't an athletic change. sport. Yeah, I, 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 you and I both know CrossFit is not an athletic sport. The reason I chose CrossFit is because I don't have to be an athlete for it. All right, that's the prerequisite for this sport. Um, but I, I you only do move up and down, never side to side. <laughs> exactly, no lateral movement. I move laterally. I tear my groin. Um, the uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I, like to me, I think it did make a significant difference so if so i bought a beaded rope like we started doing it as part of our some of our training like a couple months back so i bought a beaded rope and we were trying the crossovers but we were mainly focusing on trying to do crossover double unders and all that stuff uh and it's only until you have to do it in a competition that you start to think seriously about something i think and and this is the thing that i probably is the lesson that i'm taking away from this is that we'd have a play around with it, give it a go, but you wouldn't be sitting there addressing, okay, why am I finding these difficult? What is the issue here? And if, if I've got a beaded rope, but if that beaded rope is a foot longer, then I'm all right. And, and that was it. So, so I ended up using uh, a weighted um, RX smart gear rope, as in one of the, oh, <laughs> uh, which is why it took, uh, it took me a while and, there was some, uh, yeah, there was some pain uh, during that workout, but I was like, I, I just couldn't get into a rhythm with it. I couldn't get into into any sort of consistent rhythm with it, and that's really what I struggled with. Um, the dumbbell was fine. The dumbbell was just what the dumbbell was. Um, you know, split it up uh, four, three, one, I think, uh, for each arm, and then uh, the one would lead straight into the overhead walking lunge, uh, and then just be where i was at on the um on the crossover single unders but you you hear people saying look like i was able to just pick up the rope and i'd be able to just knock knock out like 40 odd or whatever um and then it turns into a 
the workout that we were talking about at the start that we felt was missing, which is the capacity workout. It does just become a capacity workout at that point and how, how hard you can push within that workout overall. Just with a slightly heavy, heavier dumbbell yeah, than um, I think we probably expect. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. So again, the crossovers were the main key uh, to that workout. I, the thing I did like actually, okay, it was a, a difficult movement, but also it, like in the moment, it challenged a lot of people who mm-hmm. could basically calm themselves down and mentally keep their head on because you just had to accept you're going to trip. I think the better and the quicker you accepted that, it's true though, like the, the quicker yeah, you accepted yeah, that, yeah. the quicker you get back into your next set. And you wouldn't get as frustrated if you kept tripping. You just accept that everyone's going to be tripping. It's going to be very unlikely you're going to do big chunks and just keep uh, moving through it. And then when you get back to dumbbell, yeah, just try to get back on it quickly and get moving again. Um, like for me, I was holding set. Like my best set, I think, was like uh, 30. And I think my worst set was maybe like an eight. So like it wasn't like, anything special, but just kept moving. I quite liked it in terms of, again, doing while doing it's like it was not gassy gassy but you had to almost control your heart rate and focus while doing it mm. obviously in the moment you still be like i wish i was a bit more proficient at this so then i could push it and turn it into more of like a true capacity test rather than just having to worry about this jump rope um but yeah i i kind of liked it i know it's an odd movement and people were a bit salty that it came out but i think again give it a year people if they don't practice it that's that's their fault but if you practice it i think there's no reason uh, you'll be able to handle uh, bigger sets in a workout if it comes up in the future. Mm. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah. If, if anyone wants to, if anyone feels frustrated about it and wants to feel better about themselves, just go search up Tim Paulson's oh, uh, video. Not and skip not worth seven seven minute mark and and give it a watch and see not how worth, angry he gets. Not where I thought you were going with that one, but glad you did that one and not somebody else that we know. Um, moving on to no. <laughs> moving on to test three. Um, how did you find? T- Actually, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, as alluded to, right, what is test three? Just for the for the people. Oh, sorry. The people. Yes, five rounds. Uh, one clean and jerk at two seventy five and two oh no two hundred was it? Uh, let me find it. Uh, one eighty five. One eighty five. Of course it was. Uh, one eighty five. Yep. Uh, yep. So it was five burpee box jump overs uh, for the men. It was thirty inches uh, for the females. It was twenty four inches. Uh, and one clean and jerk, and then it's five rounds for time. You add a clean and jerk every round, so it'd be five burpee box jump over one clean and jerk, five burpee box jump over two clean and jerk, etc., etc., all the way up to five. Um, so yep. I going into this one wasn't I hadn't lifted anywhere near that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think the heaviest i've lifted in the last like six months is probably like a 115 clean and jerk um so didn't really know how this was going to go uh warmed up to it uh hit 120 as a warm-up and was just like okay cool ready to go uh went into it uh hit the first one was pretty stoked and then was able to just sort of ride that wave uh the issue for me was the jerk i lost two reps out in front of me so i was able to clean both of them um lost them both out in front of me but i I think this is this is a good one um because of the sort of way the floor was set up we could only have one person going at a time uh in bfg 
so uh, managed to uh, Josh Berniston went before me uh, absolutely smashed it and I as basically as soon as the timer went I was like right okay I'm ready to go now can we go now because I want to ride this hype train uh, and keep going because uh, we had uh, a lot of members stuck around after a class and were cheering people on so yeah that was a that was a it was a very enjoyable workout um yeah I really enjoyed it uh like I didn't I think it was my best placing as well because I'm uh, checking in for the relatively strong, but definitely not fit boys uh, or gymnastically skilled boys. So how did, how did it go for you? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, it was, um, I don't know, it went all right. I knew this one on paper, like it was going to be my best finish regardless of how it went, to be honest. Uh, like, you know, like my strengths and weaknesses, this one is probably, yeah, not that surprising. It was my best finish. Um but yeah, like I think again, watching Ben Smith, he posted his video, I think he did it like 540 something. I was like, right, he's taking like his breaks on the bar were what in the moment when I was watching, I was like, well, they're quite big breaks. So again, I thought, okay, maybe I could probably match that time if not beat it. And then yet again, I was humbled in the moment and the bar just was um, just a lot harder to recover from between reps, basically. I mean, the, the goal was to power them and I managed to do that, which was good because 130, kg is my pb uh power clean so this is at 125 kg so to actually Aww. power all 15 we've, of them was good thank you we've got we've got the same power clean pb that's fine my full clean i think it's 125 <laughs> <laughs> that, that tells you an awful that's lot about yeah it's a, it's a big problem it's a very big problem <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Ashley. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag Power Athlete. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I knew the jerk wouldn't be an issue. As uh, I said that to Ben, he found that uh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the jerk would be fine. Uh, I don't know if I got to my shoulders, I wasn't going to fail a rep. So just getting to my shoulders would be fine. And then watching about the video, the, the power kids are all actually pretty easy. Like I caught them quite high. So now I know in the future I can um, probably push it a bit more. But in the moment, it was quite tough. Like Obviously, the burpees were what they were. They weren't that hard. Like Obviously, like maybe the third round in, they got a bit gassy, but nothing crazy. Literally just, it's just a five hops over the box. I had to have a trip in there though i had never tripped over a burpee box jump over like before and i had the classic you know literally the fail like my foot just clipped it i fell over like landed on my hands um so that was good um but yeah it was all right it just um the reps just got as you got deeper in the round of four and five were basically where it was if you get through the workout um that's where uh your time was made up pretty much um but yeah an all right workout i quite like again like I think overall thoughts, I think the weight is a bit savage for a quarterfinal levels test to be the set weight for the whole workout. Um, I think if they wanted to entice people maybe to actually give it a go, um, it probably should have been like an ascending weight, same reps, but you could have maybe started at a slightly lighter weight and you could have finished the heavier weight. So the, the, uh, you could have gone five, four, three, two, one. The first weight could have been at like 225. Then I don't know, like 245, 275. 300 and 315 or something um which might have been a bit more inclusive but at the same time um i don't know yeah i don't know no, it, i was just like well whatever just get better the test is not meant to be inclusive the test is meant to find the fittest people to send to yeah. semi-finals would be yeah my exactly argument. so 
And yeah, I, I like what their argument is. Yeah. And, and I think that the test that you've described is something we would have seen like two or three years ago. Um, and would have been a fair yeah. test because it's what, and, and this is, I, I sort of see Boz coming yeah. in and attempting to subvert our expectations. Like if you look at what mm. we sort of predicted and the way that we predicted things, um, in terms of rep schemes and styles of workout, uh, I, I think we were thinking along the lines of sort of classic CrossFit, this is how they do things. Whereas he's come in and just sort of said, no, you know what, let's do things slightly differently. Let's build rep schemes that look a little bit different like this one as an example, which I, I, I'm, and again, it's just a change in the sport. You know, we've, we've had one person write yeah. the workouts essentially for the past 10 years and now it's someone else. <laughs> but then also saying that point about how this test defines the people who are going to go to the next stage. The only issue I have with that is that as a sport and as a business, if you're trying to grow it a bit and you want more participation and more income, basically, you want as many signups as possible at this stage because it's just another revenue stream for CrossFit. So if you put out workouts that are going to deter people, um, that's a bit of a problem. But if they don't care about that, then that's fine. But as we know, like there was a drop in signups of people who did technically qualify to the people who actually did sign up. And I think large part of that would be down to some of the workouts and then being like, well, I'm not going to do this because I just can't do it. So they just sacked it off basically. Yeah. Um, just on, on yeah, that. If, if, if Cross don't care, then yeah, then it's fine. But if they do, then that is a slight issue. To quote those numbers, um, I got these from Chalking Fitness on Instagram. Always worth a follow if, uh, if you care to see a little bit more about stats around what's going on. Um, the European signups, I think there were 2,477 total out of, and that was 41% of the eligible people. So 6,015 people eligible on the male side, on the female side, 1,514 signed up. That was 38%. And in the UK, you had 50% of the men signing up. So that's 493 and 379 women signing up. So that was 47%. So even if you look in the UK, that is talking of lost revenue, uh, $24,000 that they've lost just in the UK alone. Yeah. That's uh, just one country. And, yeah, and on the men, on, yeah. on the male side, that was just a male side. So if I look at the female side as well, I can't, I, uh, yeah, I, I picked that number cause it was 50%. I can work out the 50%, but that's, it's a significant amount of income that could be going to it's a, lot. it's a lot could be going to grow the affiliates could be going to any number Judges. of things yeah exactly. <laughs> <Video> <laughs> <review. laughs> here we go um <laughs> and like from a from a commercial standpoint it's not a you you need to make these tests look like something that is achievable and fun to do i'm turning around and saying they're fun to do after doing them and that's with me doing on that first day uh, with the crossover double unders, having two placings, uh, well, the crossover double unders, single unders, and the, the handstand walks, having two placements that were in the bottom, like 2% of people who did it. So, and, and like, but I'm okay enough to accept that. Like some people aren't okay enough to accept that. Some people want to show off what they can do. Um, 
And so having those skill gaps in there, I think is a little bit difficult, which I imagine internally, uh, Mr. Bosman reporting back to, right, well, we expected to take in this much revenue and this is how much we took in. And them trying to ascertain exactly what the reasoning is behind that. I think it's a fairly clear, um, there's a fairly clear reason behind it. And it's the type of test that we saw. But anyway, I really love test three. Uh, yeah. I think you did as well. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> what, yeah. What, how many reps do you actually get? I can't remember what you uh, got. Uh, I got one into, into the three, into the round of three. Nice. So I failed nice. one yeah, I was in the 52. Yeah. Yeah. You, you finished it. Obviously I uh, got, i failed one in the round of two. So I failed my second, second one, then got back and got it. And then I failed, I think nice. I may have failed two or three, no, two, uh, one or two in the final set. Um, I just, I lost the bar in front of me both times. Um, I just didn't get under it enough. Uh, and really did not drop down in my split joke enough either. Uh, so yeah, but we take the wins where we can. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not too bad. Right. We'll move on to workout four. And this was again, another controversial movement in there. So it was a 20 minute AMRAP of a one K row into 50 GHD sit-ups, into a 500-meter row, into 25 V sit-ups. Um, so again, those V sit-ups were the main talking point of the workout. I don't think they were the crux of the workout at all, but they were just a big talking point. New movement. Again, no one probably ever practices them. They're probably old-school CrossFit if we just go look back at the journals. So you shouldn't be too surprised to see them. But again, no one does them. And then... Classic, like just the movement standards were, you know, just definitely not upheld. But what can you do? That just happens every year. So, um, yeah, I mean, interesting test. I don't think we thought this was going to be the long one. Um, no, no. But with the row in there, I think looking back, we probably should have thought about that really because there's a row. And like, I think just because I think we focus on the GHD volume and like there's no way it can be long because of the GHD volume. But then yeah. at the same time, I was like, well, we have a rower, so they can just make the row long and they'll take up most, most of the time, which it pretty much did. Um, so, I mean, I think it was actually a good test. Again, nothing, again, no um, proper pain threshold. Like, obviously, you can push the row a bit, but it came down to, as Ben said at the start, your midline capacity on those GHDs and then could you recover? And then I think the, well, personally, I found the, the sit-ups actually the hardest bit in terms of like the burn, like it was a deep burn while doing them. But then once you get back to the row, you could recover again. And the GHDs were a bit of a slog, but still managed to do them unbroken and keep uh, chipping away. Um, but yeah, I thought the sit-ups were actually the toughest bit, which I think Boz probably knew that. And that's why we yeah. put him in there. Yeah, I found um, that yeah, I broke how, up. How did it go for you? <laughs> I broke up the GHDs a little bit more um, just because my capacity isn't up there with yours, I'd probably say. Uh, and I knew that going in. So I was like, look, let's just put, uh, like drop it down a little bit. Uh, I then came out of the first set of GHDs and thought I'd paced it okay. And then struggled to lift my leg up, left, lift my leg up, left leg up to put it back into the rower. And I was like, ah, I might've gone a little bit too hot here. <laughs> um, and then, uh, 
panicked for the next uh, 500 meters on the rower, got to the V-ups and was just like, well, here we are. This is, this is it now. Uh, you can't really do it. You can, you've, you've made your bed, sleep in it. Um, and yeah, just pushed, like, just pushed the pace as, as hard as I could. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, it's just dictated by what your capacity was. Like the row was, you, you know what row pace you can hold. You're not going to push the row pace exceptionally, um, particularly because it was meters as well. Like there's not, you know, rowing a 150 versus a 140, like you're saving yourself 20, like 30 seconds in a round, which, yeah, can probably make a little bit of a difference, but it's probably going to fatigue you significantly more as well, I'd probably say. Yeah, well, that paces it would. That's a big, big caveat. Those yeah, uh, paces. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I'm but the same point. We that's what we were saying. We're planning it. We're we're, we're the same things. Like basically, we were saying just row at a five k pace, pretty much. Mm, yeah. And then because like, there's no stress if you row at a one fifty versus a one four five. Like on that first round, you're gonna come off what ten seconds slower than someone else. And if you literally yeah. just hold your GHDs unbroken at the same pace, you literally could pass them. So yeah. there's literally no stress um, on that. Um, I think the only stressful thing was well for me. It was had a nice pace on the row, and then Jitchies were too good. Uh, pace again. On the, the pace on the row was actually fine through the whole yeah. workout. Yeah. And then the only thing in the back of my mind was mathematically knowing I'm going to finish on the row here, and it's going to really <laughs> suck trying to sprint for the last minute. And I, I was a bit scared. It's like because you just know finishing a workout, sprinting on a machine, that feeling afterwards is always horrendous. I was having flashbacks to the first open workout as well, where it was the same thing for me. I finished on that row. And I was panicked, not panicking, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to hurt so much. So I was like mentally preparing for myself when I was doing my last V sit-ups before I crawled back onto the rower and started that last slog to the finish line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good workout. Again, the V sit-ups were a little wrinkle in there. I mean, not a bad movement. They just look a bit silly and the standards are just a bit wishy-washy. But again, what can you do about that? Not much. Not program them. Well, exactly. So that's the only thing you could do. But clearly articulate which part of the foot they want you to touch. Uh, make it make it so yeah. that, uh, um, yeah, that, that you don't have to bend your legs. You have to keep them straight. Enforce a slightly strict standard. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for some people, as yeah. we've seen highlighted in the community, it wasn't the uh this that was the issue uh on the v-ups it was potentially mm. whether they actually stayed on the rower for their whole rower time as well which was quite, <laughs> quite interesting uh, uh, mr seventh <laughs> worldwide um yeah no it's a uh, uh yeah there's th th there's always going to be some skirting of the uh rules and regulations but i i think the, the issue that you run into is that crossfit constantly create a rod for their own back by doing things like this where the, the standard mm -hmm. is ambiguous it makes it very different it makes it very subjective uh it leaves it open to interpretation and uh you end up struggling with it but uh needless to say i think we'll all just be doing more v-ups in our training um and yeah i can't really wait for that yeah, well, well, we'll touch on that then, that point you just made about, you know, CrossFit and all the standard stuff. Well, we'll talk, we were talking before, but Jake Berman. So basically, for those who don't know, uh, during quarterfinals, training think tank uh, basically brought in 
CrossFit Games level judges who judge at the games at the highest level, judging the highest level athletes hired by CrossFit themselves. So they brought them in to judge their high level athletes this past weekend for quarters. And then I believe it was workout one. Was that correct, Ben? Um, yes. That Jake Beerman submitted a score. And then I don't know that evening or whatever, he got notified that he got a big penalty. I think it was over a minute or something on workout one. And then basically, Jake <laughs> just came back with to CrossFit saying, well, we've literally used your judges to judge our athlete in person. And they said the reps are fine during the workout. And now you've gone back and watched the video and said they're not good. So which is it basically? Um, so yeah, just interesting that his score, themselves his, can't even yeah. just keep consistency. His score is still the adjusted score uh, on the leaderboard. So I think he previously had a, uh, so, so J Jake Berman, I think is someone that we've both talked about as definitely has the capacity to be a games level athlete uh in this particular workout which is uh an inverted pressing workout he is world class i at and i think he had a top 10 score initially before the adjustment uh he's now 73rd like he's still in a qualifying spot so it hasn't damaged him that much but uh, it, it is a <laughs> It, it, it's it's a bizarre situation that we're in. Um, it's almost like the judging of the games maybe isn't that great either. I don't know. It's a uh, it's it's really it's a difficult one for us to call. Um, I, well, I, just, I, I, wish uh, I could see a person's face who, who reading that email, that corresponding train think tank. Just imagine the email coming back from think tank saying, we've literally used your judges you use at the games. Like these are the people you pay uh, to be qualified judges for our highest level competition. And they said all the reps were good. And someone really like, oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> just like, uh, and and, and oh, I yeah. think for, just, for, yeah. for some context, for those who uh, at high level competitions, uh, the judges ruling on the floor stands. So CrossFit will always back their job. There's no, yeah, no video review in live competitions, basically. Um, no, no. So, yeah. I mean, I've been privy to a couple, but yeah, invariably nothing has changed unless there is, you know, a significant amount of evidence against it. But particularly at the games, uh, they favor the judges ruling on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's a very opaque and bizarre situation <laughs> that they found themselves in and I'm excited to see what else comes of it because I imagine this isn't it, uh, because I, uh, have you seen Noah's test five? Um, I have actually, I watched it last night. They, on the podcast, they did the, they watched it. With yeah. Them, didn't they? Did you, what did um, you think of his deadlift? Oh, well, actually, this is the thing. I paused each one. If you pause them, he looks fine. But in the moment, they don't look good. Yeah. If you just watch them with your naked eye, they don't look like he's extended at all. But if you pause each one, they actually look all right. So again, that's a problem. So video view, people love to pause videos and call out no reps. But if you, sometimes you pause a video, their extension's actually sometimes fine. Yeah. Um, he like, cause yeah, he was saying, I'll try my best to like get my shoulders behind the bar, fully extend my hips. And I was watching, it's like, really? And I paused it. And to be <laughs> fair, when you pause it, he's pretty much straight up. So they do just move yeah. that fast. That's the thing people don't realize as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, go watch it for yourself. Training Think Tank, uh, Corpse Adams podcast on YouTube. They do Noah's uh, Workout 5. Go give it a watch, see what you would say. But yeah, if I was judging that in person, I'd be like, mm, those deadlifts aren't great. But when you pause them, it actually looks fine. So again, it's tough. It's, it's just, that's cost it for you. And, when you're and moving it's, so it's a fast, front, it's it's a front on angle. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a front, the front on angle, angle as well. doesn't help either. So, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah. Right. Uh, right. Cool. So we've had a little... <laughs> a workout five. On that note, test five. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, workout um, five so test was... five was... Oh, you go then. Go on, you go. I think we did that. All right, fine, I'll go. Uh, t- All right, I'll go. 21 oh. deadlifts at uh, 225 for the male and 155 for the female uh, into 21 chest of our pull-ups. 15 deadlifts at 275 and 185. Uh, 15 bar muscle-ups. 9 deadlifts at 315 and 205. Uh, so the male weights were 102, 125 and 143. Uh, female weights were 70, 83 and 93 as well oh and nine rope climbs to finish as well i don't think i said that i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> um yeah, those, I, mean, I definitely i definitely like, remember is, those rope climbs <laughs> yeah this is like just the inverse of test one so test one was squat and press and this is pool and then pool gymnastics and obviously you had the, the cute little reverse rep scheme so obviously the first one was nine up to 21 and this one was 21 down to nine so nice little um you know wink wink from probably boz who wrote it thinking he was being cute with it so um but yeah how do you find how did it go for you then ben this last one <laughs> uh on paper i thought this would be my best uh but uh i've always had a my grip like is is a weakness it's something that I probably need to Preach. spend some time on. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> week four on boys checking in from the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. Um, uh, so I broke everything up significantly more than I probably should have. Like I went six, five, five, five on the first set of deadlifts, same on the chest bar, uh, five sets of three on the second set of deadlifts. Um, the bar muscle ups went four, three, 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 two, one. Does that work? No, two, two. Whatever the numbers are. I, yeah, and uh, I actually ended with a single because I failed, I failed the penultimate rep or I was scared that my grip was going to go. Um, so I went into the final set of deadlifts in the final. And, and the rope climbs feeling like my grip was already gone. And I was like, brilliant. I thought I was placing this correctly. Clearly I haven't. The fatigue of the weekend is catching up with me. Um, did the uh, nine deadlifts in a set of three and then singles after um, just to try and preserve it from, uh, from getting any worse. Uh, and then went in with the nine rope climbs uh, and it took me till 12, 11 ish. Uh, to get those rope climbs done, which I think was about four minutes. And I would say I'm a pretty proficient rope climber. Uh, so that was a little bit of a kick in the teeth, um, which I, I imagine it's a similar sort of position that I would have got to 
in the other workouts as well. That's obviously the intent of the workout. Um, but it's the final one of the weekend. You're kind of mentally checked out at that point. <laughs> you don't have anything on the line. Uh, it's, uh, and, and I think just trying to get that done and get it finished is all you really care about. But yeah, my grip was just like my, my forearms just actively hurt right now. Um, and that's just, I think that's my state of being for the next two weeks. Um, that's just where I'm at right now. <laughs> I did go for you. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, I mean, sort of similar, but just to, I suppose the time's a bit faster, but the same, everything like it's all relative, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I knew the going has been my worst one, just my grip fatigue, like limitation is just, just my biggest weakness. So I wasn't too surprised at how I do the goal for me. I watched Tim Paulson do his and he did it in like six thirty five, I think. And his, he's obviously games level and his, he's got a grip limitation, but again, it's relative. So I watched that and I was like, mm, maybe sub eight would be a good target. So I just went in with that as like my goal. Um, so I went three sets. I just basically Tim Paulson was went three sets on his first deadlift. So I'll do that. So when three sets on the first deadlifts, he broke the chest of bar to three sets. So I was like, I'll do that as well. So I did that. That was all fine. And then he broke the second deadlift into three sets. So I'll do that as well. But I went four sets because my grip was already blowing out. And then, um, he, then he did the, um, he did the muscles unbroken. I was like, I can't do that. So I did, uh, five sets of three with the uh, quick breaks in between. And then I did the 143 kg bar in three sets of three. And then I got to rope climbs. I managed to do them in about, uh, two minutes 30, which I was fairly happy with. I know my rope climbs. Uh, I've been working on them, so they're half decent. Um, but yeah, the grip fatigue was like fatigue was massive. I remember after the pain actually kicked in afterwards. It was about three, four minutes after like, they'd drained and worn off. My both my forearms, like the pump was ridiculous. Like I just I was just doubled over on my knees. Like what is going on with my arms? I really didn't think like it felt bad in the moment, but more just a puffy feel that like, oh I'm going to blow out. I can't grip onto something. But the actual physical pain only kicked in afterwards, and that was rough. Um, but yeah, I normally I finished an eight ten, so I was ten seconds over my target goal. And I mean, looking back, the easiest way to save some time on that would have just been to um, uh, maybe well, so the, on the, the muscle ups, doing five sets of three, and with a ten fifteen second break in between is where I lost quite a lot of time. So turning that into three sets of five would have been um, a bit more efficient. And then same with the deadlift, the middle bar, three sets instead of four, uh, would have been the little areas I could have saved some time on. But I mean. I wasn't too upset with it that I just know my capacity at that point. So similar to you, I was like, Oh, let's just get this over with. Like, it was quite weird finishing on the nine rope climbs. Like XB said, there's, the heart rate wasn't that jacked. It was like, Oh, I've just got to slog through these nine yeah. climbs and we're done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was all right. I think on paper, it was quite a cool test. I was like, we were actually saying afterwards, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been actually a really cool test to watch like elites do in like a race format because it is grippy. Obviously for them, the top time still crushed it, but, maybe a different type of rep scheme, but then watching people go up and like really risk their final few rope climbs would have been like a good race to watch. Um, maybe if the elites like a legless, because I think the normal ones were fairly easy for them. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I don't know about you, but I found pretty much a strategy for this was just setting yourself up for those rope climbs. Didn't really yeah. matter how fast yeah. or slow you went to get to them, obviously relative, but if you paced it fine, then you could try to churn out those rope climbs at a decent clip. Cause we had like my mate, Ben, 
uh, do it with us. And he is a strong, very strong lad on the deadlift. He's pretty good at gymnastics. So we both said, like me and Alex both said, you could probably win this, like out of the three of us, you can probably beat us and do quite well. And he was, he got to the, he got to the rope climbs at four, I'm going to say like four fifty, four forty five, but then he like pretty much blew up and took, uh, about four, I think four, it literally took about the same time on the rope climbs to do the rest of the same workout. So I think he finished at nine thirty. Um, so that showed that, uh, pushing that first bit maybe isn't like always the best strategy and how impactful those rope climbs were. Um, but yeah, I mean, you compare that to the elite scores, like they just made a mockery of it, like, like low fours. It's just ridiculous for those top times. Um, absolute yeah. madness from some of those. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched that one's, uh, recap last night. It, yeah. He's just so like nonchalant about it. He's just at home, like, a beer at the start. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He does it quite often, but he's just sitting yeah. at home and he's just like, yeah. So like, I don't know, just try to do quick breaks and, uh, yeah, just chill and just do some quick climbs. And that was it really in like four minutes, something four minutes, six seconds, whatever it was. I was like, brilliant. Four, four <laughs> oh nine. Yeah. Madness. Four nine. Absolute yeah. That's madness. crazy. Um, but again, I said like the theme, this was again, some moderate to heaviest weight with, uh, some gymnastic skill. Uh, nothing we haven't seen, but just that type of structure to the workout was again, mm. something we haven't really seen. Um, again, your heart rate's not going through the roof. It's just who can more, um, pace and strategize well to set themselves up for that last movement. Very similar to the first workout just came down to that last movement. Okay. Obviously this time it was a pull versus a push. Um, but yeah, very similar themes. And I think that was very deliberate by Boz pretty much. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, well, that's yeah, our, that was it. Yeah. Our quarters. So that's our um, little recap of how it went for us and our view. So we're going to end uh, this episode here. So this is just a little recap of quarters, our uh, opinions on what the workouts were and just how they went for ourselves. Um, we're going to record a separate episode just looking at the European and like UK leaderboards as we feel like we'll give a bit more attention to those and that it deserves a bit more time than just a little rushed section at the end. So there'll be two separate episodes pretty much. You've got this one of our thoughts and then we'll have a European and um, yeah, UK leaderboards little roundup. Um, but yeah, see you in the next one. Goodbye. See ya.